I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Lost Words podcast in 2022. I just had to think about the year there, which was uh, which, which was worrying already uh, after three days. But Jason, you're joining us as ever, so we don't have to worry about that. Hello. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. I mean, you say good evening. It's actually afternoon for us, which is uh, you know, which it's is a rarity on a bank yep. holiday. Um, and we're also joined by Bradley Todd. Brad, welcome. Hello, mate. Happy New Year. And you, and you. We, uh, I, I will ask how our Christmases were, and I'll come to you first, Brad, because obviously uh, me and Jason have, have had some uh, a sticky week over Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, how, how was your Christmas? Avoided the dreaded virus. Yes, yeah, I think that's a win in itself, isn't it? I think if you don't win anything else, if you manage to avoid that, you've... Uh, first first win of the year. Oh, no, I suppose it was before the year. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely, mate. Uh, first Christmas back in the country in like two over two years so yeah good i'm spending it with the family ate too much drank too much but that's you know that's what christmas all about isn't it exactly that and you managed to take some time off of golf as well which is probably uh probably that's quite nice yeah um jace obviously we we both had the, the the dreaded virus which we we won't name but um but other than that mate did you enjoy your break and uh manage to switch off from the golf no, I didn't really enjoy it. Too much. Tom, thanks very much for asking. Well, we went wife, wife, oldest son, then me over a yeah. 14, 16 day period. So it was, you know, it wasn't. It was, I mean, I was reasonably not well, and my wife was very not well. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it wasn't that. It's the isolation thing, isn't it? It I don't is. Think people mind getting, or most people won't mind getting the symptoms. Should I say? I know there's some disasters out there. Um, it's it's the fact that you have to isolate, and that's quite boring and depressing, really. Um, it, yeah. But never mind. Uh, well, we, we, you know, we're now, we, aren't we? We, we just spoke to me about the, the, the kind of brain fog period that you get afterwards, the name it, and you made a good point that it probably doesn't help you just in isolation for so long. And it was already part of the long break, wasn't it, before we broke up for, for work and Christmas and stuff. So you add that all in and, and you switch off from that. And it's a bit of a, a disaster recipe, really. But, um, but here well, we at are. Least it's, yeah, at least not 155 runners this week. I think this is nice, easy. Well, not easy, but it's a nice way of getting back in. You haven't had to uh, go too mental, I don't think. You know, yeah, shove it all up with 175 players and a whole load of graduates. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd have coached if it was a new course and a new tournament. I certainly wouldn't have done. Um, no, you're right. It's nice to have a 39-person field. Um, would have been 40 if Roy McIlroy fancied it, but he obviously didn't. Um, it's... We know what this tournament is, don't we? We know what it's been for for a long time. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's a good way to start the year. You know, you've got banks of uh, course form and current form over at Tour Tips uh, to look through, and, and, and all your usual stats on there as well. Um, to anyone that hasn't been using Tour Tips, that is free until the 16th of January uh, for you to check out. So, you know, we've just been speaking beforehand about what we find uh, useful. Brad's obviously going to jump on there and have a look as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's brilliant. It's a great resource, so you can see for yourself that there's a lot to to figure out. There, there's stuff that that me and Jason still haven't used on there that that we really should. Um, so yeah, plenty to look at. Um, as I say we're back in uh, Kapalua Golf Course in Maui, Hawaii. It's always a bit of a mouthful with a lot of E's and I's. Um, Jason, the golf course is is basically who wants to make the the most amount of putts, isn't it? And, and and scramble in the areas to keep the runs going because these are virtually the widest fairways on the course, uh, on the tour, and uh, the greens are pretty large as well. Yeah, I think um, I think if you rank it, it's, it's well in sort of the top five um, yeah. easy courses on, on the tour. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they there was a renovation in 2020, I believe. Yeah, it was 2020. Um, where they now want the players to pick a line. Um, I mean, whether these players need that, I don't know. I mean, you know, we know what they're like now. They're improving every single year. They just get better and better and better. Um, but it's it's designed to make them pick a line because if it does, it is firm and it is windy, then um, ball goes into places that they say they might not prefer. Hmm. Um, you know, you, you make of it what you will. I mean, you can't miss a green here, really, but... Uh, what was interesting for me and the key to everything uh, were a number of quotes. John Spieth said uh, it reminded him of Masters slopes at Augusta. 
yeah. in, in effect that you can you can miss where you know you don't have to aim for the pin you can miss and still get close um, and there's quotes from many of the previous winners that say um, and I think this was key to certain players that you might, we haven't actually discussed who you're putting up um, yeah. or, or, or Brad um, but key to me was well records of the last load of winners plus um, quotes that mention that the more time you play a police of property like this the more it will help DJ says that uh, Jordan says that himself says that um, the greens are the nightmare but above anything else so yes yeah, putting and Zach Johnson said that you might be intimidated because of the length but it's not that that you need to be intimidated by it is the greens because there's so much break mm. um, and there we are and, and for me uh, you look at everybody going I, I just went back to Zach because you know he's gone forever even if you go back to Tiger you know the GOAT he needed a run here fifth in 1999 before he won in 2000 you go back through Zach, Pat Reed, Jordan, JT, DJ Zander, uh, Harris English, every single one had a run here before they won. So uh, that, for me, ruled out a couple of people that you'll no doubt have an interest in. I think what I liked about that was the, the mention of the Masters because I actually put that as a correlating course on, on my Checker preview, which sounds bizarre, but it is. It's the undulations. I think it's the fact that you have to see the course. Uh, before you really get to know it, is the creativity around the slopes and the greens, and I think I think there is some sort of you know there is crossover, isn't there? I think was it the last five or six winners, five or last six winners have either won this event or finished in the top five at Augusta. I know that's a lot to do with range crossover, but it kind of, it's making sense, though, isn't it? Like it is, and I think Brad, I think probably what the danger is, and, and what maybe I'm a bit guilty of in pigeonholing is that. These are the elite players because they're the ones that have won last year and the Masters won by elite players. So um, that obviously comes into play as well. And But I think, you know, any any course that, that favours length off the tee, you know, you've got to score on, on the par fives, there's creativity required, then, yeah. then that kind of fits in. And Jason mentioned Zach Johnson as well. He, he kind of mentioned the the winds. If you have played in Sony, the Sony Open in Hawaii as well, that's the one thing, despite the fact the courses are so different, that the, the, the winds are quite consistent. So if if you haven't played this tournament before, but you've played one in the Sony, I think that's probably a good good uh, pointer. So maybe there's only those guys that haven't played yet that have played one in the Sony. That would be something to look at. Um, not someone that's come off my radar that, that has done that. But uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I had some bizarre links. Uh, Travellers came up a lot. Dustin Johnson, Harris English, Jordan Speed for one both events. Um Honda and the Philips St. Jude put both in there because of the wind ties and, and things like that as well. Dustin's won, you know, St. Jude twice and this twice. Harris English won here in a St. Jude. Fabian Gomez has won a St. Jude, the Sony Open, and finished sixth here. So it all kind of correlated quite nicely. Uh, Els, Thomas, Appleby, and VJ have all won the Honda Classic and this event. And uh, Sabatini won the Honda and, and twice here as well. So there was a, there were some weird links. Um, not ones I got too caught up on. They just kind of helped more than anything else. Um, Hero World Challenge I thought was interesting you know similar sort of elite field with uh, you know a bit of a resort course where the, the, the score is basically dictated by the weather we had 14 under didn't we Jason in, in 2020 uh, went back to 25 under with Harris English last year but Spieth got to 30 under in, in 2016 and that wasn't even a record because Earls did it at 31 under so it's uh, it, it's going to be a low scoring fade you would expect Jason yeah, you you want to be. Um, oh, it's, it's wind. As you say, it's wind. I mean, Harris English was about about thirty to one, I think, last year when he won. Uh, you've had plenty of single figures, plenty of, of you know short prices. As you'd expect, as you rightly say, it's an elite field. Um, it's an interesting field because you've got a couple of debutants that that really could be anything, but the figures say, you know, no, uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, that's that's what they say, despite how whether one a certain one is playing that everybody wants to put up. Um, yeah, as you say, it, it, you've got to play well tee to green, obviously. Um, there's par fives you can make scoring, but they can all score on par fives, can't they? It's not, yeah. it's not rocket science anymore, especially down. I mean, I remember back in, I had one of my biggest plays on DJ back in, I think it was 2013, just based on the fact that at the time, he was in effect, yeah, you know, in effect, sort of Bryson DeChambeau at the time, and I just thought, yeah, he's just going to win behind him. He's going to absolutely destroy it, and and he did, you know. Um, I don't think it's going to be quite that this year. Um, you might need a little bit more goal, but that's just because the overall standard just runs through a whole set of players, doesn't it? 
yeah. as opposed to, yeah, you can have 40 of the elite, but in effect, 10 of them are, are just that level above. I just think the standard of golf now is just unbelievable. Um, who's going to be ready? Don't know. I, I don't really care about tweets. You know, I don't care about local things. I don't care about what we say on Instagram. I'm not bothered about all that. Um, it's what we see in front of us. And so it's, it's going to be... There's obviously a, a top six, top ten that you'd look at, and some you can rule out because the record says that's what you've got to do. Um, but, you know, I tread carefully because ultimately it's first out of the year, and uh, there we are. You know, be interesting, but, but we'll see what happens. I think I think what you said there is great, is that you do have to be a bit careful because once you're, you're 15, 20 weeks into the season and, and people are playing every other week or three weeks in a row or whatever, you can get a real good idea of... of of where their irons are at, where the drivers are at. We, we don't know where anyone is at at the moment because everyone's been off for so long, Brad. Um, you know, That's right, yes, yeah. we knew how they were playing, didn't we, at the Hero. We knew how they were playing in Mexico. We knew what they were doing to start the season. That's great, and, and you do need to factor that in. But Daniel Berger was someone I ruled out of the Hero World Challenge because he didn't play for so long after the Ryder Cup, and, and all of a sudden he was the first-round leader there, and it wasn't until a bad final round that he really threw himself out of contention. So... I do think Rust can catch up with you eventually, but I certainly at this point, I think everyone's kind of had a long enough break now that it's a bit more of an even playing field. I don't think yeah. it's people that played in the Hero have got much of a much of a. I wouldn't uh, think so, but at the same no. same time, they're sort of still coming off that golf course with a result, and it's mm. them good vibes that they can still bring in, you know, to the next professional event. You know, so I mean. I think that you can, I, I still cater that in a little bit, how they finish the year. I know that you can fix a lot over the break, but I still think, um, I, I, I did a, I did a little bit. Yeah, I, I catered that in like, to see how well they were playing before the break. Yeah, I mean, I, I did as well. I mean, once my odds checker preview comes out later, you'll see that the three selections that I've made, all of it references back to, to what they've done prior to year, because that's all you've got really to, to go on. I mean, it's no good me exactly. saying, you know, I've picked X because I know he's hitting his irons well in his simulator. It's a complete waste of time. But, uh, Going back to those, those players that you mentioned, Jason, that are going to be playing for the first time, we've got Sam Burns, Cameron Davis, Joel Damon, Taylor Gooch, Lucas Herbert, Garrick Higo, KH Lee, Seamus Power and Eric Van Royen. Um, I, I would comfortably say that most of those would be a better uh, player than Daniel Chopra, who won on his, uh, his debut here back in 2008, I think it was. Um, so, you know, it, it can be done. It doesn't happen very often, as you mentioned earlier. Um there is, I suppose, Sam Burns would obviously be the, the the prime candidate for someone that could do that, and I think he can do it. I think he's got a great profile for it. But let's run through the the top of the betting board as ever. John Rahm heads it seventeen to two. Uh, Justin Thomas is now seventeen to two, eight to one as well. Colin Marikawa is ten to one. Victor Hovland twelve to one. Bryson DeChambeau fourteen to one, and Xander Schauffele fourteen to one. Um, Jason, I come to you first. I've got one player from the top. Uh, before I come on here, he was uh, substantially bigger odds, and, and now he's been cut in, rightfully so. Um, but interesting to hear your thoughts on who you would take at the top, if anyone. My computer's just crashed, which is great. Uh, <laughs> um, look, Burns, everybody's put Burns up. Um, mm-hmm. Over the last three months, I know it hasn't been a, a massive amount of <clears> golf, but over the last three months, he leads to green, leads strokes gained approach. He's a Bermuda specialist. Um, Everything. To be honest, everything points to him. Um, it's about wh- where you rate him in the world of golf now. Um, <coughs> he's currently 16, I think 16 or 8, bit of 18 to 1. So he's there alongside the likes of, you can't get 18, but alongside the likes of Cantley. Alongside, you know, he's shorter than Jordan, um, shorter than uh, Masters winner. Um, it's, it's interesting, but it's it, it depends how much you put on that, that you know, debutantes tend not to win this um otherwise yeah if it was a a regular event i I can see why you'd absolutely have your kahunas on each way top six he's in form obviously yeah could have won the hero um it's it's very very hard to oppose him um i think he's second in pattern average as well over the last three months although he obviously has had bermuda a couple of times so that that um inflates his rating on that but it what can you oppose him with for me the Really, the only thing is the fact that it's his first time out. Yeah. Um, and at, I'm going to overlook him, but and it may be the fact that um, it's it's because everybody is going to go for him that I've done that. 
to be honest. Um, I'm a big fan of Xander, as you know, and he's going to win the Masters this year, as you know. Um, <laughs> you know, he had his out in 22nd on debut, then, then came out and won in 2020. Um, huge fan as is, you know, obviously we know what he's like, Tita Green. Um, again, he's he's easily top 10 in this field, Tita Green, the strokes gained approach. Uh, with him, it'll be what he does around the green should he miss it. Um, we don't know. As you said, you know, stream. What they had off a month, yeah. roughly something like that. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I'd certainly rather have him over John Rahm. I'd, I'd like to know where Rahm's game is at. Last time we saw him, mm. apart from the Ryder Cup, um, he was He's dismal. Shocking. Wasn't it? it was shocking. Very bad. So, yeah. um, so I wouldn't have him. Morikawa, we know. Um, if the wind doesn't get up, well, you know, Zion's going to go within five feet. But can we trust him on on the greens that even the best putters say are no good? Then know Hovland is going to be a major winner at some point very soon, isn't he? Bryson, can he do a can he do a DJ? Yeah, potentially. It's really difficult. It's just interesting more than anything else. Mm. Catley could lob his way round, couldn't he? Um, he's quite interesting lobbing his way round behind all the hype. Uh, it's just really difficult. Jordan for me is a massive price, but. The way he's going off the tee and, and is um, is a worry, and he was well. Yeah, but you don't need shocking. to be good off the tee here, you know. Well, I know it's less than shocking. Oh. Uh, sorry, more than shocking at the um, <coughs> at hero when he was he was mm. just dire. Um, he's also obviously uh, now asked uh, Geller to look at aim point. Now, whether he uses that or not, the fact that one of the best parts I've seen um, from range um, now wants to look at aim point for what I can't see any reason for. Um, is a worry, but mm -hmm. tw I mean twenty-two to one is is really tempting on price alone because yeah. I think Jordan is 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 back. Um, it's just it, that worry. How what we saw last time? Yeah, it's it's really difficult. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I haven't put, I haven't. I'm not going to do any of them. But Burns, no, because of everybody else, and <laughs> Speak, yes, because his price is just too big. I think I think the the aim point thing is this move away from the green books. I think everybody's just covering their bases and doing the same point. I think it's one of those like if I'm not doing it, I'm missing out type of things. And I, and I wonder if he'll just do it and then not use it. You know, he shuts his eyes from a certain range, so um, he won't be using aim point then. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, for me, Justin Thomas was the clear obvious choice. Um, you know, he, he's his record's outstanding, but. You know, you talk about Jordan Spieth over the last 10 years, his average is actually better. Now, I know that's because when you look at it, Spieth missed it for the last three years or so, isn't it? Three years, I think it is. And that would be unthinkable when he when he won it back in 2016 that he wouldn't play here for three years in a row. Uh, we haven't got Dustin Johnson here either. So there is certainly some surprises over the last couple of years, which I think speaks to your earlier point of, of golf just getting better. And um, Interestingly enough, Colin Morikawa, which I don't really remember this coming up, and maybe that's just poor diligence on my part, Brad, but he actually played here a lot as a kid. Uh, he's got family down the road, um, and and he used to visit here every year uh, from, from LA and, and played it a ton. And, and when I look back at his, his record, he was actually uh, seventh both times that he's played here. And the, the first time... He failed to break 70. It was a bit of a tougher year for the scoring, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but he was fourth after the 54 holes. Um, but last year, he opened with 69-65 to sit second after 36 holes and shot another 65 on the Saturday as well to go second into Sunday, um, making just two bogeys up until that point and was just one behind uh, Harris English and Ryan Palmer. But the final round 73 kind of stopped him in his tracks and I thought, I imagine yeah. the weather got up and, and it kind of caught him out a little bit and you know that was still I wouldn't say early because obviously he's been he was already an established player he'd already won but he seems to have matured again after Definitely. that event um the only yeah. concern, Brad, I is, think is top of the board, mate. That he—he's definitely the one for me that appeals. Yeah, sorry, yeah. To interrupt. Yeah, no, I, think, no. I think he definitely is the one because the wind doesn't look like it's going to be much of a problem for them this week. So we're expecting a load of birdies. It's going to be a big em um, emphasis on iron play. And if he's dialed in with the irons, then he wins. You know, if he puts them to like four or five feet, he finds his putter, and I just—he just wins. You know, so um, yeah, I, he's definitely the one. But I. 
just because it's the first event back, I didn't really look too much about the top of the board because, as we've just said before, we don't really know how everyone's going to be coming back, you know, so I thought I'd go for a value approach instead. Yeah, and and that was kind of my approach part with Thomas, who's he's now cutting from 11 to 8, so I'm, I'm kind of losing interest when he's gone single figures. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. I, th- I think that, that final round 73 puts people off because suddenly he can't win in the win then someone will tell you he's fine in the win because he played in the open there wasn't any win I can tell you that much um, oh. it, was, it was bloody horrible there so um, it, it's hard to tell but I've, I've written Colin Morikara off for reasons before and he goes and wins the open the week mm. after so I, I think he's very good at adjusting he finished 7th the week after at the Sony Open uh, shot 65 and a 64 that week uh, only finished 3 shots shy of Nara in the end so I think that that was really important as well just to go and get another sort of bit of experience in that win so he would be interesting to see it It certainly wouldn't surprise me he can take the world number one spot that is a possibility as well this week I don't know all the permutations Um, Nosferatu on Twitter will be able to tell you all that at some point Um, but I agree with that wider point about about Jordan Spieth but but I went with Daniel Berger as my first selection Um, sort of referenced him earlier about the fact that he played so well off that long layoff um, at the Hero World uh, Challenge, and okay, it wasn't you know a massive event, but I think that his um, course form has, has probably been overlooked a little bit here as well. You know, it, it doesn't jump off the page because he's got a 12th, a 14th, and a 10th, I think it is. But he was he was bang in there in contention last time, um, and you know he's one of the courses that I like. Um, he was seventh at Sony Open last year as well, uh, tied with Morikawa, and. Uh, but he was second after 36 holes last year, three back in fourth after 54, and, and Mike Morikawa just shot a 72 on the final day. We know he can play in the wind because of where he's won before and where he's contended. Um, and I, he just seems to be, you know, people referenced it before, they weren't worried about his long layoff because he seems to be someone that can deal with it. And, and he's proven that once again, he's come back from injuries and played really well. He's come back from breaks and played really well. And I just thought a 22 to 1 for someone... As Jason mentioned, you, you, I don't think you even necessarily have to play well here in the past. You just need to have seen it. I mean, Harris English finished 11th in 2014 and then went on to win it his next start. I think if you've seen it and, and they're in decent form, I think you're in with a good chance. And he, he was inside the top eight the first three rounds of his debut, uh, inside the top ten after three rounds the next time. And, and now he's, he's really contended last year. So... Daniel Berger for me at 22 to 1. Brad was my first selection. I like that. Yep. And he, he looked good at the Hero World Challenge as well, didn't he? Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I like that. It's a good bet, mate. Well, what was your, where was your first sort of look for you in, on the odds? Uh, probably my favourite bet out of my three selections, uh, Cameron Smith, 30 to 1. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, Jason, are you also on him? Yeah, go on. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Well, you, the end of this year you, you did a spill, Brad, and then and then uh, and then Jason can fill in. Yeah, <laughs> good finish at the RSM Classic. So he finished fourth. So ended the year strong. Played twice here, finishing seventeenth and twenty fourth, which doesn't exactly fill you with much confidence. But turning a blind eye to that, in theory, it should be a good fit for him. The biggest issue with him at the moment is his driver. So wayward off the tee. I think he's ranking one hundred fifty sixth in driving actually. So. With these wide fairways, it shouldn't be much trouble, and not much trouble to sit T. It shouldn't be much trouble for him. It would definitely help him out. So um, yeah, I, I do think that his approach numbers have got, like they've improved a lot, and he's up to seventh in the rankings. So with majority of the players finding the fairways, it might just come down to the best irons in the field, you know, best iron players. So yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm happy to take him this week. Um, he's also got them good Hawaiian vibes, isn't he? He has, yeah. He flows at the back, doesn't it? So, yeah, no, uh, he, I'm all over him at 30s, all over him. He, he's a Hawaiian shirt away from looking like he lives on the place. But um, That's too right, yeah. Jason, anything to add on to him? No, no, I agree, though. But I, I, was, I had Smith written down when I was in my bed on COVID. It, it, all <laughs> land, it all landed on Smith again, yeah. Top 10 oh. seat green. Strokes gained approach, strokes gained putting, par fives, par threes in the field. Um, really interested, two of his three wins have been team events. Mm. Um, uh, once with Blixton, once with Leishman. Uh, but obviously, yeah, yeah, won the Sony, won you know, the Australian PGA twice. You know what that's like, it's fast. It's always fast, it can blow. Um, 
even if you put an asterisk against uh, DJ's Masters win, not not against his quality, but obviously different time of the year, you still got the tie five and the, and, and the T10 um, Augusta. Yeah, I thought he, he looks. The it, it, feeling is that he'll be ready. Um, uh, I mean, I know he did mention something about the fact that um, you know it was it's better to come into event um, uh, having played. Um, but yeah, when you when you look down the field, there are doubts about a few of them, and they have to agree. There was some thirty about about him. Did you get thirty, Brad? Did you? What's that? Yeah, I got thirties with Boyle all sports. I had to, that's why I got in there early, and I, I was tossing up with him and Leishman to be honest. Um, I ended up landing on Smith. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got improvement. I'm not again. You, you know, I'm not the biggest fan for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> But, you know, for me, the figures say that, that he has to go. He has to go well this week. It, should, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's them two finish. In my head, I just feel like he's this is a, a good course for him, you know. And especially off the back of his stats that he produced, like, last yep. year. It, it's just, um, yeah, it's a no-brainer. I think he should he should go well. Let's hope he goes well. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like you say there, I think the course form could put people off, which is, uh, you know, in terms of you're looking at a fantasy perspective, you want to try and get a bit of loan ownership. I don't know what his salary is. I don't think they're out yet. So tough to know. But I think I kind of put him, I said to you earlier, Brad, I kind of put him in the same sort of mould as a as a Reed, as a yeah. as a Spieth that, that, that can yeah. grind his way around. A tremendous short to, game as well. Yeah. It's just come in handy here. So, and it, uh, yeah. And he's probably got more power than he's probably given credit for. So I think he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. absolutely fine in that department. So, yeah, I, I do like Cameron Smith. But the one you mentioned there that you were tossing up between was Mark Leishman and... And I went with him in the end. Um, you know, I, th- I thought he was really, really impressive to start the season. The the obvious worry is that he's bolted out the door and, and that was it. He he can't do it. Fun- ironically, every time I type the word Leishman in, it comes up with Leishmania. So maybe that's the thing that's going to catch on at some point. Um, but yeah, fourth at the Fortinet, third at the Shriners, 38th at the CJ Cup. But he shot 64 in the final round, which is exactly what Justin Thomas done as well. Um, and, and that kind of springboarded them to some uh, further success. And he was he was leading the Houston Open, wasn't he? After round one, and was, was banging contention until three bogeys on the back nine on moving day. Um, managed to sort of claw his way back up to uh, to tied 19th, despite the fact he shot 72. The worry is that, that he has gone out of form, and and that was just a, a short spell where he got hot with a putter, which is you know certainly something that he does do. Um, but he was fourth here in 2019, which was his best effort, but. The year before, when he was seventh, he was really in contention. He led after rounds one and two in 2018, and then he shot 76 on the third day uh, to see him drop into 12th. But final round 67, back into the top seven. You know, you mentioned the wide fairways. That will really suit Leishman. You you said earlier, Jason, you're a bit worried about Spieth off the tee. I think Leishman's got the same concerns. Um, But I just liked his win at Travellers, third at St. Jude, effort here in 2018 and, and 2019 just gave me some... uh, Gave me some confidence, and I thought, to be honest, that he is just a type that can win these tournaments. You, you see him kind of just pop up in, you know, not I guess early and late parts of the season when when you're not really sort of keeping him. Everyone kind of circles him for major championships and convinced he's going to go and do something at Augusta or whatever, or win an Open, which he certainly looks like he could do. Um, and they tend to target him for that, and then all of a sudden he comes into these events at sort of 35 and 40 to one, and and he becomes an attractive prospect to me. So. There's there's a ton. I mean, Daniel Berger and Leishman were my two favourites, but Abraham Ansara gave a second look. Um, I know there's one that you'll come on to in a minute, Brad, that that, that you like as well. That I, th- I think is yeah. going to get some a lot of popularity, and I'll let you go on to him. Yeah, I've gone uh, back Sungjae Im at thirty to one. Um, so I'm predicting a, a massive year for Sungjae. Actually, I've already posted a bet on him to win the Masters, um, but that's besides the point. I generally <laughs> like betting him on Bermuda greens. Well, he didn't have much fun on these greens last year, though. He finished fifth on his debut, yet lost 3.25 strokes putting. So <laughs> it's quite astonishing how he still managed to finish fifth. Um, it's usually his best service, and uh, obviously won the Honda Classic and then followed it up a week later in Bay Hill, just for a couple of examples, with a third place. So um, I expect him to prove on that putting. I'm banking on him doing so anyway. And uh, he's coming into this in decent form with uh, a win and a top 10 in his last three starts. Despite only ranking 34th on uh, birdie average, I still always consider Sungjae like, in these birdie fests, which I'm expecting it to be a birdie fest given the, the early weather forecast. Obviously, it can all change, but I am expecting it with the calmness. Um, it looks 
doesn't look like it's going to be a problem for these players this week to rack up the birdies. So, I mean, you only have to look at his performance at TPC Sumlin a few months ago where he won by four shots. He can get seriously hot. And, uh, yeah, he's excellent tee to green this year, uh, last year even. <laughs> if he can improve on his putting performance, which I believe to be a one-off and start to make the most of the par fives, I think he'll go close. I think it's strange because we, you know, Jason, we, we've spoken about Sung Jim an awful lot on this podcast, especially when he was first coming out. And I still think he's slightly underrated. I think that the fact that he's still only 23 years of age, he's lost on a few people. He's already won twice. He lost in the playoff to Sebastian Munoz before. He's won twice on the web.com. He's won in Korea. Second at the Masters on debut. Okay, slightly different prospect to, to normal, but 17th from the PGA Championship last year, 22nd US Open. So he's already racking up some decent, you know, major performances, top 20 in his, his second start in the, the players as well. WGC is a little bit different, not so great, but seems to have just built up a very decent bank of form very, very quickly at, at 23. And because of the players that are the similar sort of age in him that are going to the moon and back, and uh, it kind of gets lost in that sort of ether. But, you know, as you say, he won the Hundle Classic. He's played Bay Hill where, he, where the wind gets up and, and finished third there. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's not really anything I don't like other than the fact that I thought there was I liked Berger and I liked Leishman. That was all for me, Jess. Yeah, uh, second name I had down was Sung Jae Him. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So I've been reading Brad's book over there. <laughs> um, Are you sure you haven't been talking before? <laughs> Just let no, me know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, again, these, these are very light plays. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I don't know where they are, but yes, I'd imagine that, that Sung Jae for whatever reason, is, is going to be bang ready. Um, you're quite right. I mean, last year he led uh, the Tita Green of six in approaches and 35th in putting. Um, and, and Harris English uh, was 13th Tita Green, 12th in approaches and first in putting. I mean, if English, if English finishes top five in putting, um, he doesn't win it. Um, you know, his, his figures for all-round game, given the short field, uh, 13th Tita Green, 12th approaches, 25th around, is... Um, not good enough to win this tournament. I mean, you you were talking about Justin Thomas. I agree with you. Huge, huge chance. It was only the price that uh, you got yeah. into it. Thomas's overall stats around this course are just incredible. Every single year, whether he wins or doesn't, um, and it's you know hugely superior. Most of the winners have a, a general overall overall you know decent game, obviously, uh, to win around here. But it's overall. Whereas English was totally dependent on the putter last year. Um, uh, and yeah, I agree, uh, Sung Jim. I mean, it's it's there. It's a Honda winner, which you really like, Tom. Yeah. Um, and as you say, you know, fifth last year, and, and it was Patton that killed him. I mean, he only had to finish. He didn't have to do that much better to, to be yeah. right. It's usually, usually right his right. best surface by a mile. Uh, yeah. 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 And, that, and they are, yeah, as you say, that you know. <laughs> well, I think these greens are, are quite a bit different they're a bit slower i think than the usual bermuda greens and the, that they're used to I, I believe i thought i read that somewhere. Uh, i think i think the wind obviously drags it as well and you know elevation changes that even what you have to do just to get to the green and hitch i know it's obviously not a hard golf course but the, the constant walking up and down undulations and and, and things yeah. like that by the time you get to the green there's, there's an awful lot more going on i know these guys are all sort of attuned to this and do it every year but it, it there's got to be something that goes into it you're constantly surrounded by different views it's distracting there's a lot of things going on i think there's probably um you know and, and i say that like you say it's slightly different greens bermuda greens than normal it's not florida bermuda greens which sung james associated with um and if you lost 3.2 or 3.4 strokes like you said and, and finished fifth then there's a very clear sign for improvement that's, that's what everybody has been saying about justin thomas for the last year isn't it is that once his putter goes he's going to be absolutely fine again um he going back to Thomas, he is just the most obvious choice for me. Like he, he should be the favourite, I think, and and that has come into effect now. I think the eleventh one was was very generous. Um, but I just look down the board now. You know the players that we've mentioned there, and and, and they're kind of the ones that I was pretty excited about. You, you've got Patrick Reed there, you've got Tony Finau there, that, but then it, I do think it kind of slims out because. Taylor Gooch is going to have the same concerns that Sam Burns has. That it's a first timer. It's you don't know how he's going to react to winning, etc., etc. Um, Jason Kokrak and Kevin Nara are blow hot and cold. They're both exceptional players, but don't know if they're both suited to this test. 
Um, and then I just think you just get a lot of other runs here. I mean, there's been a lot of people talking about Lucas Herbert, but I think for, for Lucas Herbert to, to have success this yes, week, it, it would have to be tough. Like, it'd have to be... If it was blowing hard, he'd be one of the first people I'd take. Of course, yeah. And, like, you know, if 14 under one, like Thomas did two years ago, then fine. Like, I, I, I would put him in, but all of a sudden his price would crash and everybody would be on him anyway. So... I suppose if you like him and think he can rise to a birdie fest as well, then then take him. But yeah, like you say, I think I think there's a, a certain amount of places that he can succeed. Um, Jason, was there any sort of long shots that you thought were, were thought, interesting this week? Well, again, it's it's purely based on his profile. I thought Cockroach was was really interesting, mm. to be honest with you. Um, again, not particularly somebody I, I regard as, as being good enough, but you know, look how he's improved over the over the last twelve months. It's just been, you know, it's just been incredible to be honest with you. And he does have that feeling of a Harris English type yeah. type player. So he's had that debut. Obviously, English was twenty second, I think. Oh no, so he was eleventh on debut. So um, you know, he's had that run out here. He did have that second round sixty six, and I think that's talk about everybody here can shoot that. Um, and he just just gives that impression. Obviously, he's a good putter. Um, English won it with his putter. Um, you know he's he's got nothing to lose now. I mean he's firmly, you know, ensconced in the top top of the PGA Tour, and uh, as much as that kills me to be honest with you, because I cannot believe it. Um, <laughs> you know he, he is the same as you say. He's the same price as Taylor Gooch, who, who has got more improvement in him. Um, there's something there's something about he, he leads the strokes game putting over the last three months, um, and I just wonder whether whether that will keep him keep him up there can I see him winning it no but he got six places uh, and 40 to one uh, I thought he was of, of interest again I, I'm trying not to have personal opinions on these players um, but look he's a winner he's, he's a multiple winner over the last few months um, yeah and he's had his right out and so he fits he fits like English does I, I think English was an outlier when he won but yeah. hey ho you know this, this, the fact is he did win um, obviously, Cokebrook finds you know plenty of greens. He's, he's a you know long enough driver. I just wonder. I wonder whether he's there without any attention on him particularly. Um, and I just want you know for me, I think the thirty is closer to the real price. Forty, I think, might be a bit a bit big. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot to like about Cokebrook, and I think what you said there about. Taylor Gooch obviously having more improvement things like that, but Kokrak has now made that leap, hasn't he? And he, he's now yeah. in the upper echelons, like you said, of the PJ Tour. The only thing for me that, that, that slightly put me off Kokrak is that I, I'd have liked to have seen him have gone to Sony and, and had a real contention. He's got a couple of top 20s there, which which does help. Um, but I, I think that even when he wasn't winning, he was a player that could contend at the right spots. Um, that's not to say... That, that he can't do it it'd be stupid to rule him out I just it, it feels like a bit of a trap zone this does from kind of like 40 onwards where you know you, you see the likes of a, a Billy Horschel at 66s and a, and a Max Homer at 80s and you think well they've, they've won recently let's, let's fire them up Seamus Powers obviously improved an awful lot very powerful um, excuse the pun that wasn't actually intended um <laughs> You know, there's, there's a lot there that I mean, there's people people talking about Gary Kigo has been out of sorts for a bit that can just you know power his way through this golf course. That there's a lot there's, there's positives about most in the field. You know that that's why they're here. They've had good seasons. That's how they've got here. There's certainly some that that won a little while ago and and probably won't be living up to that very well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't really find anyone. I thought it'd be interesting to see. You mentioned the the amount of places that you can get on offer. I just wonder how someone like a Matt Jones would get on, just because he obviously won that Honda Classic, he's won in Houston where it gets a bit windy, he's won the Australian Open twice. You know, um, Felix and Judy was third back in 2015. So there's there's a lot to like about Matt Jones if you think that he can come and compete in this level. Um, I don't think he can he can win by any means but I do think he can finish in the top six maybe a top ten bet if, if you wanted to, to be really shrewd um, but yeah Good. for me I, I was very happy to sit go on Jake no, sorry. I mean Gooch is, was, was very interesting at 16 yeah. I mean I, I was I was driving back from Legoland so I didn't see that um, I wouldn't have gone anyway with him anyway um, 
but uh, yeah, he was very interesting at sixty. But you know whether the revised price is is, is inverted commas value, I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you can't do more really, can you? To, you know, top five at the players, farmers. I mean, he, he, he still he retained an appeal. It's just had he been sixty and we'd been talking, I think he'd definitely have been definitely been put up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. It's, I it's think just, with sorry, I was gonna say with like Burns, I agree with Jason. Like, you do get put off with taking because it's their their first time playing here, isn't it? And I do think that does count for something. And uh, but if it if he was stayed at sixties, I think that's yeah. big enough to sort of chance him at that. You know, I think that's uh, that's more than enough. You know, to go and chance him at sixties, even though it's his first time, I still think that's uh, a massive value there. Yeah, and I think that I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think you would you would almost be doing it. Rather than thinking that it's a really good setup for him, you'd be doing it because it was value. Whereas now uh, he's coming yes, to that kind exactly. of 45, 35s. It's now you've got to have an opinion on him, whereas you didn't have to before. And I think, I think like we mentioned, Chopra obviously Gooch is a better player than Chopra. So if Chopra can do it, he can do it. But mm. there's all these other really good golfers that have won here multiple times and not done it on their first time. So you have to wonder. Um, whether you'd want to dive in on that, and I, I just think for me, I'm just one of those people that I'd go right. Let Gooch go off at 45 to one for his first event, and then he, when he finishes 20th in the 40-man field, he goes out to 50s or whatever for the next bigger event, um, and he makes more appeal. And, and and that kind of lets me down because I end up missing the boat and things like that. But it, it's just an opinion I have. I just try and wait for them to drift and and hope that they get forgotten about quite quickly because. It will happen. Like I know, I know he's he's very very good, and he's been someone that's been touted for a long time. But Sam Burns drifted out to ridiculous prices after after a couple of seasons because he didn't fulfil the potential. Um, so I think as long as your name's not the you know one of the top fives, I mean, it, you you kind of you can get value elsewhere. Is what is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, there's players that we haven't even mentioned here. That Hideki Matsuyama plays well here and has done in the past, and is obviously a Masters champion. I think that takes its toll. Patrick Reed, we briefly said his name, but didn't really go into like the. the there, yeah, there's well, probably I, about ten I players. Up, I did end up backing Patrick yeah. Reed. Yeah. yeah, give give us why you would back Patrick Reed. Well, I think it's like similar to the Hero World Challenge, really. You know, it's just I like, don't think twice. Just bet him if the price is juicy and appealing enough which i thought it was and um yeah obviously he's got a great record here one back in 2015 two runner-up finishes and then coming off a of thirds and uh, the the hero world challenge which you know his game is wasn't looking that good but that's showing that it's like it's a hell of a lot better than what it was uh, a few months ago and so yeah he's just uh He's openly come out and said that this is a course that suits his eye. So I just don't know. I, I had to do it. You know, I just had to. He's, he's a course horse player, your typical course horse player, proven winner. The stats are not that appealing, but loves to win on Bermuda and at the start of a new year. So I kind of all just tell to just go for it. You know, just don't think twice too much. Don't just do it. Just looking back, and it's an interesting point that. I think this is correct. So correct me if I'm wrong, Jason. You'll probably know this better than I would. But I'm just looking at the last 15 years. So anything before that, uh, maybe I won't factor in. But he has made the most starts of anyone in this field in that time frame. Um, yeah. So he's actually That's the most right. experienced person around here, which one points to the fact that he plays very, very well consistently and keeps getting himself back to the event. And two, just shows that he doesn't skip it for anything. Like he just he missed it in 2018. I can't remember if he didn't win or what happened. I can't remember what that was now. Um, I will know why when I look afterwards and, and shoot myself in the foot. But a first, two seconds, a sixth. Um, he, he constantly does this. He does come back to these places that he does well at and, and you know perform. I can't get on board with him just because there is the concerns that he can't do it. But the Hero World Challenges is laughed at evidence, Jason. Did, yeah, did you see the um, tweet that PJ put out about the President's Cup? And then that no. kicked off again. So they put up uh, obviously Presidents Cup. Who will who who will be Presidents Cup team? Blah blah blah. And I think yeah. it was eight, ten, twelve players, and uh, Reed wasn't up there. So um, <laughs> his um, possibly his wife's account on Twitter um, went up and absolutely kicked off. And the amount of uh, vitriol behind some of the responses was just incredible. I mean, it's so bad they should have been at the darts. I mean, that's how bad <laughs> the crowd were. Um, it was it was not nice. I mean, it really is a, 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 
it must affect him. I mean, at some point. I think he's the type of player that just... (laughs) I think he uses this as, like, fuel, you know, to just go and just prove everyone, you know, that I am... Patrick Ryan going to win, and you know, I, I don't know. I think he, I think he loves all. I, not loves, but I think he, you know, utilizes it. He couldn't. I think if there's anyone else, they'd crumble. But I think he's got the right, like, at mental attitude and approach. I think he, I think he did. I think he did thrive off of it because I think he's done it for so long. And I think when he liked to say he was a top five player in the world, and he, everyone shot him down, he then went and won things, and then he won the Masters, and he's he spent his life proving people wrong and people hated him in college and he went and won as much as he did in college and stuff like that. I think I think he did, but I think it does take it it will take its toll mm. eventually. Like when when you do get left off of teams because people don't like you. Like Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth don't want him there, so he's not going to be in the team. If that if that is what the line of thinking is and that yeah. you know that the, there is a bit of that I think. I think but he hasn't mm. got anyone else to blame but himself. He's done it to himself at times. I I've been a Bohemian defence of of Patrick Reed in the sense I, I constantly go to bat for him and and I've been told otherwise not to by people that I respect. So it's you, it's it's really hard to know what is right. I do think there is an agenda there. I do think people are against him. Um I do think that he does use it for a little bit, but I do think eventually like Jason maybe alluded to there, it will get to him and I think we've now discovered, Jason, that's actually his father-in-law that decides to tweet in all capital letters off of, of use golf facts. But it's a strange tweet to put anyway this far out to suggest he might be in the in the uh, President's Cup team anyway. So um... Yeah, but there was probably 40 grand behind it anyway, wasn't there? That tweet, <laughs> something, you know, some nonsense. Yeah. yeah. No, it'd be, it, it would be interesting to see how it unfolds. He, he certainly needs... I wrote in my other checker piece that the that Justin Thomas still seems to have something to prove, despite the fact that he's what is he fourteen time winner and a major winner, that he still has a point to prove and yet Patrick Reed, you know, probably feels like he doesn't have anything to prove and I think you do. I think you constantly have to keep reproving yourself. Like yeah. Dustin's just not won for the first calendar year or whatever it is, second calendar year in his career. That's crazy, much. isn't it? I actually yeah. honestly had to just when I looked at the field I was like, Where is Dustin Johnson? I just completely yeah reminded myself that he hadn't won all year it just doesn't no, sit right it doesn't sit well with me and I think the only other candidate he didn't win was when he was out for six months so and yet the most recent win is a Masters you know and and he played pretty well at the end of last year in spells so I think Dustin Johnson is going to have a, a massive vengeance tour yeah, year um, I think he's going to be brilliant I can't wait to back him uh, out of the right spots I think but yeah, I'm, I'm looking for. We can get some nice juicy prices about him or something, hopefully. I, I think you will do because I think that, as as we've all said here today, I think that the the competition is so good that you can't not put people out into to decent prices. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, exactly. Jordan Spieth's 22 to 1. Now, if you said Jordan Spieth's going to be 22 to 1 in this field five years ago, you'd have laughed. I remember someone saying to me that any time Jordan Spieth's over 12 to 1 or 14 to 1 on the Masters, they'll back him every year. Um, you know, it. it he has he did dive off a cliff and Justin Johnson didn't quite dive off as much of a cliff as he did but the they, they always seem these ones find their way back you know Garcia's taking himself out of the wilderness Justin Rose is taking himself out of the wilderness come back you know players do it and, and they just keep reinventing themselves if they're, if they're good enough they will do it um, you know we could speak for another hour about people that think we're going to have another good year and, and I won't do that because we're all kind of languishing over over the new year but um you know, I, I, you know, we haven't even spoken about Bryson DeChambeau. Like, yeah. How yeah. do you think he's going to go? It's hard I think to he'll tell. go. I, I, I've written, I've written in my piece that he has the potential to just to completely tear it apart, like thirty under par. Mm-hmm. But you have no idea until Thursday. Like, I don't think even when he's trending in directions with his driver and his irons and his putter or whatever, you still don't know because he could change something on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's right. Yeah. And go completely wrong. Like, I I think that his master's approach is gonna work at some point. I think that he had the right idea and just didn't execute it properly. And I think he got caught up in his own like bullshit basically. Bullshit, and I think yeah. that like I think in April he could win the Masters and people will go, Well, I don't know why that happened because he, he failed so spectacularly last year trying to do it. Well I, I just it doesn't mean it was the wrong approach. It means you didn't do it well enough at the time. So I think that he could come here and and be really, really good. Um, 
the only reason I don't back him is because he's twelve to one, and and that says everything he needs to say. Like he's not in the greatest of form, is it? He hasn't been for you know. I suppose he you know second, eleventh, fourteenth. That says what he needs to say. I, I don't think he's in the greatest of form. He's done that. So um, yeah, he's but, a tough one to take at short odds. I really do think he is. He's just one of those ones that when you don't know what you're going to get all the time, like you said. When he goes out to twenty to one, like Brooks Koepka does, or thirty to one, or whatever, in a, in a field, and you go, "I'll just back him." That's when he probably will win, because he he's done something to to make himself not look good. Um, it's like it's, it's interesting, Jason. I was looking at the the major odds because everyone keeps putting previews out of, of the majors recently, and. The only time Brooks Kepka was over 21 for a major or at 21 for a major was the Masters. And in my head, that's because they're saying they don't think that he's going to be good enough in time or fit enough or in form enough in time for that Masters. But they won't take a chance on him at any point throughout the rest of the year, anti-post. They'll just wait until the week of. And I think that's what they're going to do with Bryson here. Like They don't want to risk putting him out at 22 to 1 and 20 to 1 because he could just completely obliterate it. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, like I say, I, I backed DJ one year because I thought he was going to do what he was going to do, and he did do what I thought he was going to do for mm. once. Um, and there is the potential for this to happen. I don't think it will because we've all seen it all before, and it, it doesn't work, does it? He starts getting caught up in his own nonsense. Um, just interesting. I mean, I couldn't possibly back him at sort of one. I wouldn't trust him in a million years. I mean, it's the same price as Victor Hovland, who is, you know, overall for me, a, a far better player overall. Um, you know, and the, the, the ceiling for Hovland, for example, is, well, it's, it, we haven't seen it yet. Whereas I think the Shambo's only going one way. I'm not saying it's going down, but he's he's so caught up now and, and obviously he's put out, he, he hit whatever it was, 200, hmm. whatever it was, mile an hour, ball speed then. <coughs> then obviously um, the, the long drive win, I can't remember, Berkshire. Uh, yeah. Yeah, whichever part of the pond you're in um, he's going to smash it and he's getting caught up in all that and that whilst that will work off the tee here and everyone will go woo 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 uh, it's not to work on winning a golf tournament against this lot um, so I couldn't have him for love nor money I'm just really interested to see what he does because people are going to get caught up in it just quickly I've just seen it is American odds but that's because I've got to look at it for something else um, you've got a group uh, Leishman, English, Gooch and Kepka yep. now I don't think any of us like Kepka in this do we you don't um, English is obviously, you know, I don't think we like either. He hasn't proven anything, has he, nope. lately? I mean, he may well bounce back, but I'll be amazed. You like Leishman and we like Gooch. So, out of those four, you're left with, with Leishman and Gooch as, as to um, highest finisher. I thought that was quite an interesting uh, matchup. Um, and for me, um, yeah, if you can take two of them out out of a four man field, then uh, you're doing all right. And yeah, but anyway, that's on that's yep. on the American side. I was just looking at that's an interesting point there, and you know there, there are going to be some American listeners that can go to that as well. So I think that's worth a look. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you just said about Bryson. I think that I still think I'm a little bit more bullish on him than, than you are. But the comparison you made between him and Dustin there, what, how you felt about what Dustin could do and how Bryson could do, like he he just has this glaring weakness with the wedge in his hand, and they keep saying that he's going to address it, and he maybe has over the last two months or three months whatever but we don't know that do we if, if i i know you said you don't want to watch instagram videos and you don't want to read anything that that'll sort of go into that but if you'd have seen anything to say his wedge game is dialed or whatever you would you'd have some more confidence but you, you do need to have a decent short game that you can see by the people that won here despite all this thought about power you've got zach johnson's you've got steve strickers you've got jordan speaks these guys are just going to get constantly on these short par fours and par fives just constantly putting it close and making birdie like and he just hasn't been doing that um so yeah i just wouldn't take uh, him at 12 to 1 just on that point I, I i haven't seen the match bets if there's any up yet i haven't got a clue yet I'll be up tomorrow probably but hovland and shamber obviously the same price it'd be interesting to see if they go each two because hovland was 10th after round three on his debut last year yeah um, um after three really good rounds and obviously he's a like stratospheric player now he's going to be I don't know. He's going to be firmly in the top five, isn't he, within too long? Um, yeah. So I'd be all over Hovland to beat Shambo. Um, when the well, should they should they match him up, which I think they will be, and that would be my play of the week. Um, but anyway, there we go. 
Yeah, and and Pogland, I wrote my thing. He was in. He's in very similar form now to what he was when he came into this last year. I mean, he he'd won Mexico and finished third at, at the World Tour Championship, uh, and this time he's obviously gone back to back wins. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's. I think he's going to go very very well. Obviously, he was like you say tenth after fifty Thor. He'd, he'd broken seventy all three rounds. Um, and then just shot 76, which a lot of people we've spoken about today just had really poor final rounds. But um, we had doubts. We had doubts about him, didn't we? Not doubts yeah. about his, his his potential, but we had doubts about his you know his, his, his short game was always in question still, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Whereas he, he's he's now on the way. He's now on the way to being proper. Absolutely, that uh, Brad. Any more closing points on the what? tournament champions? I don't want to take too much time if we don't need to. No. Uh, well, there's someone just quickly I wanted to mention. I was very. Yeah quite close to as well uh abraham answer yeah uh, so i noticed his performance last year is he got gradually better as the the week went on and close of a 66 which i i always like to see like on a tournament you know i'd like to see this is obviously it was debut last year uh, i just i was actually quite surprised I, I had this theory that he wasn't a big birdie maker and then i actually looked and he was inside the top 25 um so i don't know i, I was in two miles about taking him in the end I, but I was too much focused on who I had already liked but I, I, I do kind of like him a bit this week and I'm not sure he's being talked about enough I don't know about what you guys think well I have done a complete 180 on Abraham Answer, much probably to, to Ben's delight in the fact that I kept obviously taking the piss saying that Carlos Ortiz was the better Mexican golfer and <laughs> it hasn't planned out the way and when you, when you look at where he's won he won the, the Felix and Jude that was his breakthrough Obviously, I've spoken about that again. He's another person that's won that Australian Open. I think that is a nice little tie into it. Fourth at the Travellers I mentioned earlier, um, and the Masters, right? You know, he was he was right there for for a good period of time. And and if there is any link to that, I don't know there is. But on the Masters and Abraham Answer, I think he's actually one of the people that that does represent a bit of value on the anti-post odds. I don't think they're taking many chances at the moment. I think it's all sat there ready for people not to bet until the week off. But there was some eighty to one about him. Um, earlier, I think they're still there with boil sports, but not not readily available. But even the sixty-six to one, I think, is pretty decent. Like you look at a lot of players that, that are short in him. You know, you've got. I mean, I really like Webb Simpson, but he's he's you know thirty points uh, bigger than him. He's bigger than Rose. He's not playing well. He's bigger than Fitzpatrick. That's had a good one year at the Masters. Or he's steady there, but doesn't ever look like he's going to win it. Tommy Fleetwood's out of sorts. He's bigger than him. Uh, I know Will's had a sorry for a second there, but it would be hard for him to go back and do that again. Um, double the price of Cameron Smith. I know Cameron Smith has been steady there. You know, Jason mentioned earlier, second, fifth, and tenth, been very, very good there. Um, but I don't think there's massive amounts in quality difference between the two. So I, I did think Abraham Answer would, if I was to mention anyone for for an early major bet, it would be interesting to look at him. Um, the only slight thing I'd say on that is I don't know how much shorter he'd be going into the week so I don't think you need to jump on it uh, necessarily but uh, yeah just one that caught my eye for that but Jason any more closing statements on the tournament champions or anything else in particular no 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 pretty much covered it it's, it's going to be a good opener I think it, it, it works well as an opener really it's it does. not too brain numbing is it um, and I think we're all opposing John Rahm aren't we so, um, we are yeah which is which is, which is yeah, I know, it does feel scary though but um it, it, it feels like a much better tournament than what we've had over the last three or four showings. I know some of them have been quite fun, and but this feels like a proper tournament again. I know it's a limited field, but it, it does really feel like a proper start to the golf, and I like that. I really like the Sony Open. I like when that comes back onto the calendar as well. So, with that, we'll, we'll close out. Um, you know, as we mentioned at the top of the show, and if you made it as far again, tour tips is free uh, until the 16th of January. That's correct, Jason, isn't it? 16th. Yeah. Um, all of the price points are on there. Um, if you, if you, you know, it's it's pretty well noted what each one means. Uh, full, regular, light, major, etc. Some of them are self-explanatory. If you need any help, I can offer some advice. I don't know everything. Uh, Stanley on Tour Tips on Twitter can help you as well. Jason, I'm sure, will help if you ask. So, um, you know, do ask us about that because it is a it's a brilliant tool um, that we do enjoy using. Really, really helps me out with my first round leader article that I do with Roger Checker. Uh, use the in and out and contention uh, tab an awful lot just to see how people go after first rounds. Um, I'm going to summarise my picks. I am going to stick with Justin Thomas. Uh, win only, despite the fact he's gone down to nine to one from 
from the 11s that he was earlier. But, uh, you know, it'd be remiss for me to say that I didn't want to back him all of a sudden. Um, love Daniel Berger, 22 to 1. I think that's a great price, uh, six places in this field. And Mark Leishman is now 35 to 1 as opposed to the, the 40 to 1 he was earlier, but I'm still happy to go with him. Um, Jason, over to your picks. Yeah, really difficult, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Jordan and Taylor Gooch still there, price value-wise, if you like. Um, but yeah, Cam Smith, Sung J.M., and potentially Jason Kokrak. But it's very, very light because, you know, I'd love, you know, I'd love to see Hoggins win. Hmm. Um, it's too difficult. They're my picks, but it's really very, very light. Yep, no, I like that. And Brad, your picks as well? Yep, I've gone for Cameron Smith. Um, don't think the 31 to 1 is uh, available anymore. But I think there is some 28s, possibly. Uh, Sung J Im, 30 to 1. And uh, Patrick Reed, 33 to 1. Yep, love that. Look, guys, it's been great to have you both back on. Um, happy New Year to you both. Thanks again for, for joining us for another year of the podcast. Um, and we look forward to, to what's coming in the future. So uh, thank you all and see you all again soon. Thank you.